Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marie Chu. Hi, Christiana. How are you doing? Hi, Sherry. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. See, the reason why I ask you how you're doing isn't just to be polite. I actually really want to know how my friend Christiana is doing today. I recently read an article that over 35% of people over the age of 45 are lonely. So in the United States, that means over 47 million people are lonely. You are right, Sherry. Loneliness is an invisible enemy that negatively affects a huge number of people mentally and physically. You cannot tell if someone is lonely just by looking at them. So it's so funny because my mom asked what our topic was this week and I told her loneliness and she said, that's so depressing. And I was like, no, no, we have to talk about this. Right, Christiana? Right. Because it will actually bring awareness to people because some people may be lonely and they don't even know they are lonely. So it's always exactly. about these things. <laughs> okay. So let's invite our friends to lace up those shoes and join us for a discussion on loneliness. Christiana, loneliness is kind of a funny topic for the two of us, right? I mean, we're both, we both have strong and healthy relationships with our families and friends. And I know that for the most part, we're very positive people, but I know that loneliness can affect everyone, even people like us. Yeah, absolutely right, Sherry. Not only can loneliness affect anyone, irrespective of their age, sex, or ethnic background, it can also cause serious health issues. Exactly. And I think that's why we need to talk about loneliness so that we can help people see it in their friends and family members and know what to do to help. Sadly, many elderly people are lonely this day and age, but loneliness is not an inevitable part of aging. That's why doctors are starting to pay more attention to their patients. You know, they want to know what their social network is. They want to know, you know, what they do through the day so that they can help them improve aspects of their lives. Exactly. And it's gotten so serious that as, uh, as far back as 10 years ago, the UK launched a campaign to combat loneliness. So 10 years ago, people were already talking about how important it is to combat loneliness, especially in older adults. So not only does loneliness take a tragic toll on the personal lives of older people, but it also has a financial cost. So, you know, we're talking about mental and physical issues, but it also has a financial cost. So the American Association for Retired Persons, the AARP, did a study on loneliness, and they calculated that Medicare spends $134 more each month on lonely older people than they do for socially connected older adults. And so when you add that all up, that adds up to billion extra. So you can see why combating loneliness is so important. 
both for us, our health, and for our economy. <laughs> exactly. Save some of those, you know, healthcare dollars and, you know, get a lot of stimulation and friendship and, you know, keep yourself healthy. Exactly. Okay, Sherry, let's get into it. Loneliness can be subjective. What you or I may consider feeling lonely may not be the same for others. For example, you can be isolated like so many of us were during the pandemic, but isolation does not always lead to loneliness. In fact, I think I remember you telling me how some of your friends actually enjoyed the isolation. Yes, it was crazy. I could not believe how many of my friends had no issue with the stay-at-home orders and not being with other people. I I just found myself wondering how I had all these introverts as friends. <laughs> and on the other hand, you know, I was going crazy just not being able to be around other people. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know, because I, you always just wanted to be out there. And we <laughs> still haven't caught up on having a meal together yet. That's right. Because I, on the other hand, even though I was still very involved at work, I just was very, very restricted in my movement. Because No, and that's understandable. And so forth, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So seeing as everyone is different, we can actually really quantify loneliness in terms of the numbers of friends or how you know someone actually spends their time. It's all about how that individual feels. So why medical professionals m- measure loneliness by asking patients to rate their feelings and through a list of factors related to personal connections. And some of this include how excluded they feel and totally alone. Do they talk to a lot of people and or do they have challenges making friends? Are they able to put up with being alone? Like your friends enjoyed it, but <laughs> if you're alone and you don't like it, that is not good. That is That means you are lonely. Mm-hmm. And are they able to get others to understand them? You know, are they anxious about connecting with people or, you know, just anxious about being by themselves? Are they able to connect with people around them or are they unhappy when they are doing things by themselves? Actually, this got me to thinking, like, you know, we're talking a lot about adults. What about children? What about Mm -hmm. you? There are lots of kids that get bullied you know, yeah. school. They they are in the midst of all these children, but they're still lonely. They feel lonely. So I think that while the focus is mostly on adults, this actually also affects a lot of our children. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. But, you know, we talk about staying forever young, Christiana. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So back to the older adults for a second. You know, we're talking about, you know, how how to know whether people are feeling lonely. But why is it that so many people are feeling lonely? You know, there's there's so many factors that are affecting us today. And one of the first things is that 
our lives are so much busier today than they have ever been. People tend to move around from place to place. And this means that we don't necessarily get to know our neighbors anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I even know like in my neighborhood that people have changed over around me a few times, but in the neighborhood that I grew up where my mom still lives, the same people are still around, which is kind of an anomaly and and kind of wonderful for them because they all know each other, right? The community and older community, but young people tend to move around more where you exactly yourself, so. So there was a study done again by the AARP that showed that 61% of people who do not talk to their neighbors are lonely. So it just seems like, you know, we're not reaching out to our neighbors and making friends anymore. And in fact, the number of Americans who had no close friends has tripled since 1985, which is like so insane. I can't imagine not having close friends or people that I can rely on, right? And the other thing is, it's interesting that you brought up the thing about the kids in school being feeling lonely. And it's kind of also similar. You'd think that retired people might be a little bit more lonely than people who are working, but it's actually reverse. So people who are working are more lonely than the people who are retired. And so one of the things that we can think about here is that perhaps, you know, when you're working, you're busy all the time and you're focused on your work. But when you're retired, you have a little bit more time to cultivate your friendships. So this is why we might have more retired people who are less lonely than people who are working. Well, that's quite ironic because, like you said, we would have expected people that are working to be less lonely. Yeah. But it's understandable because while technology is great, technology actually contributes a lot to this. Like you see, when people get together, you're together with your family and friends. Maybe you haven't seen each other for such a long time, but then you get together and everyone is just there hunched over their phones, like yeah. you're in a circle of people, but everyone is just like going like that. So those type of things would lead to loneliness, you know, because a lot of people are now getting more gratification from their invisible social media friends. Yeah. They to just feed off of how many likes they have and so forth, which is unfortunate. Another factor that contributes to loneliness in older adults is living alone. And like you said, you know, there are lots of people that do that these days. And there are actually people that enjoy it. (laughs) It's like, I can't wait, you know. Maybe the freedom, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because from history, like, you know, having a community of people that live together, like you said, even in your neighborhood, from birth to death, makes a big difference. Like community is so important for us. So even though a lot of seniors are now starting to live alone, because I mean, people move away, even people with children, their children grow up and go out there to, you know, mm-hmm. to, to work and, and just be successful. But, you know, about 28% of older adults live alone today compared to about only 6% in the <laughs> 1900s. And the average lifespan of women is longer. So that's why 34% of older women live on their own. 
compared to only 20 percent of older men. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really funny because remember when I used to teach French to the Filipino seniors, mm-hmm. that group of seniors, I'm telling you, was probably about 95 percent women and five percent men. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They were widowed, really? Not oh, all of them. Just that more women attended the classes. Uh, well, it was a it's a whole day that they spend together. Actually, it was it, they do two days a week, which is amazing. But a lot of the women are widowed. I can't say that all of them mm-hmm. are, but even still, just to see, you know, ninety five percent women versus five percent men. Mm-hmm. They're probably playing games or watching football somewhere else. <laughs> I was asking if they are widowed or if they are not to learn French. <laughs> No, I mean, my class was only one hour of their whole day. They, they, right now, what are they doing? They do folk dancing. They have a choir. They do pole walking. They're quite busy people. No, that is so important, actually. Prior to COVID-19 pandemic, I know that a lot of seniors used to gather at McDonald's. Just oh, yeah. coffee and talk, you know, that's sort of a bit. Mm-hmm. Or even at the mall, Christiana, like if you go really early, they do their whole walk mm-hmm. and then they sit in the in the food court and each group of seniors has their own spot. Like, and you're, I'm afraid, you know, because you don't want to sit in there at their table. (laughs) And also the Asian community, a lot of them, we do their Tai Chi and stuff like that in those places. So that's a great way. Yes. So actually, Tai Chi, that's a really good segue to another factor for loneliness, which is poor health. Because, you know, it's really funny because you're like, does poor health make people lonelier or does loneliness make people have poor health? You know, there is that correlation between the two. And so there was something that it was interesting that they wonder people who visit the doctor often, who go to the doctor's office often, is it because they want the social connection they get from their doctor and the nurses and the staff at the office <laughs> by attending appointments, right? I can see that because sometimes... Some people do that just yeah. to get that... Have human- someone to talk to. Where people are more understanding, right? Yeah. yeah. Not everywhere you go, you're going to get someone treat you with respect and actually find mm-hmm. out how you are doing and so forth. Right. I, there was a conversation. I don't know if I read this or saw it or someone told it to me or is it you? I think it must have been something I read where the daughter was saying, mom, you can get everything ordered in. Why do you have to go to the store, go to the bank or something? And he said, uh, or she said, it's a huge, I think maybe I saw it on Facebook. And, and the mom or dad said, when I go to the bank, I get to talk to people in the line and I get to talk to the, what do you call them? The bank teller? They tell us, you know, mm-hmm. as I'm doing and so forth. When I go to this grocery store, I meet people, you know, I, I converse with the checkout clerks and the cashiers and all that. So whereas when I order my food, 
I don't get that human interaction. So it's yeah. sort of interesting. So a lot of people are more keen into this. Yeah. Because, you know, if you just maybe go get a coffee, if you're not in one of those special community, those groups, no one really cares. Just because I'm ordering coffee from, you know, teams, no one really asks how I'm doing. Right. Like you go right. to the doctor's office, they know you're... <laughs> Asking you, how are you? Yes. Right. You know, how are you eating? So it's just interesting that people can do that. So it's true. It's so true. So the thing about loneliness is that it, it can be a problem because when you feel lonely, you are lonely. And you do not need anyone to tell you how you are feeling because you just know you have this loneliness. And mm-hmm. it can be depressing. Like right. personally, I don't like to be alone at all. <laughs> <laughs> when no one is home, I don't want to be home. I just <laughs> love to talk to people. And when I sit alone for a long time and someone calls me, I think our friend here in America, we're talking the other day. When you call me, the first time I answer my phone, people ask, are you sleeping? No, I've not talked for hours. So I'm just my my everything is just going downhill. Like I feel my mood drops when I'm I'm alone, really. Oh yeah. Yes. Totally. Yeah, I love so, to be around people. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Okay, Christiana, so what are some signs of loneliness that we can look for in others? So you as your voice. Mm, <laughs> if yes. I call you and you're like, I'm quiet. It's like you're sleeping or tired. Maybe it's because you haven't had enough human interaction. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <It does> so. <laughs> so there are other things too, like if you notice a sudden neglect of hygiene or personal care. You know, someone who normally is on top of their game always, you know, some senior ladies like to have their hair done, you know, once a week and everything is so perfect, right? But if you notice that that all of a sudden has left their life, right? They no longer care what they look like or that they have a lack of motivation. You know, like you call your your senior family members and you invite them out and they just decide, no, I don't, I don't feel like it. No. And you know, if that happens repeatedly, this is something to think about or mysterious aches and pains, but then they can go to the doctor and talk to someone about it, you know, or noticeable increase in negative thinking and pessimism. You know, like sometimes when you talk to older people, you know, it could be just their personality, right? It could be that they're always a critic, always a critic, right? This this positivity between you and I is a little too much for them, right? They're like always going to think of something to bring us down or a drop in energy levels or people that used to be very interested in attending these cultural groups or social groups, all of a sudden they don't want to, or they don't call as often or, or react as positively when you reach out Mm -hmm. or, you know, these are all ways that you might see someone slipping into loneliness. So, and also if If someone experiences loss, including the loss of a pet or 
even a change in their home life, moving, you know, losing the ability to drive. This, these things can also all trigger loneliness. Absolutely. And so again, like we said before, loneliness can affect your health. In fact, the impact of loneliness on our health has been compared to the impact of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. <laughs> oh Imagine God. that without the pleasure of blowing out whatever's toxic smoking <laughs> out of your mouth. <laughs> so being lonely has also been linked to a 26% increase in the odds of premature death. And some of the health problems that loneliness can exacerbate include high blood pressure, heart disease, depression, diabetes, I mean to say anxiety, because what you were <laughs> describing before, Sherry, yeah. was like panic attacks, you know, mm-hmm. people, or even when people start to become more negative, like, you know, that's also like a sign of, depression when you don't you you know not feeling the, the 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 to to be alive you know you just you know you just so down and yeah. out that you know nothing interests you anymore so loneliness is akin to you know depression inside yeah, for and sure. that. yeah. So loneliness has been linked to a 40 percent increase in seniors risk of developing dementia unfortunately and you know they say use it or lose it because yeah you know getting that stimulation that you need you know and uh, everything declines not just your energy level like i described in myself for just a few hours but imagine <laughs> if that is what you have to do every day yeah. and we've just come through thanksgiving those are you know holidays exacerbates loneliness when you know people are families are gathering and having fun and you are alone it mm-hmm. just, it's just, it's really sad, you know, to be lonely. And when it's not out of choice, it's unfortunate. But sometimes, again, loneliness is out of choice. Right. Okay, so let's let's move on that. Like, let's not all be doom and gloom because loneliness does not have to be permanent at all right? It does not have to be permanent. So what can we do? Let's first increase our social interactions. So if your group of friends or family members are not close to you, check out your local community center or senior center for daily activities or even weekly activities. The other amazing thing that you can do is volunteer. So it's a really great way to get involved in your community. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you know, volunteering just two hours a week has been shown to reduce loneliness in widowed seniors, which is amazing. So easy, just two hours a week. Yeah, that's awesome. And also living in a post-pandemic world, some people may be wary of being in contact with other people, like, you know, and but there are other ways that you can connect with people, even though I had mentioned the negative side of technology. <laughs> Technology is great. It just depends on how we use it. That's right. You know, we should learn to be more present when we are amongst people. When you're in a gathering, you know, be respectful, put that 
toy away. And when you are alone, it's great to, you know, connect with people, you know, Zoom, WhatsApp. There are so many platforms where we can connect with people now. So also looking for things like workshops online. Actually, you know what? Sometimes, like, I don't even have TikTok, but just watching reels on either Instagram or, or, or Facebook sometimes take just you get carried away, you know, those type of things. So not just YouTube or movies, there are so many things you can do. And there are lots of things that can be very productive or that are actually educative. Like I was telling you about that, you know, little thing about, you know, the the, the daughter telling the father about, oh, yes. you know, so you, you do learn when you look at the social media sites, but <laughs> You just have to remind you what you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but maybe you can, as a younger person, teach a senior how to use technology to their benefit too, right? Absolutely. Like it's it's fun for them. It's, it's amazing how many seniors actually are better at social media than a lot of, maybe not younger, but say the middle age. Because yes, yes. really computer and social media savvy. Yes, definitely. So another thing that you can do to help connect with others is through exercise. And I know that we haven't yet been successful (laughs) in our exercise together. I know that I still need to teach you how to swim and Hawaiian dance. (laughs) But exercise is another really great way to combat loneliness. And another one that we've talked about is getting a pet. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, no, absolutely. Pets are great. Right? Yes. I mean, they really help you connect. You know, even though you're connecting with an animal, you're still making that connection. But even like, can you believe even getting like a simple goldfish could help combat loneliness? Yeah. And if, if, and if you cannot have a pet, if you're not ready to have a pet, like you know, me. look, Yes. Mm-hmm. Look into visits with people that have pets, right? It's, I think it's the animals really bring out like something in people, right? And it's, it's just so sweet. You can just focus on the animal and everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah. It gives people that sense of purpose and having a sense of purpose is so important and sense of responsibility where you're not only responsible for yourself, but you're responsible for another life. So Mm -hmm. those are things that are really important and gives you that sense of discipline and, you know, you know, the purpose to do things like you're not going to say, oh, I don't feel like going out today and then your pet is going to starve. You just have to go get your pet something to eat. And if you have a dog, you're not going to lock them up in the house. They'll die of arthritis. So you want to get them walking and that will give you the exercise as well. And yeah. I think in other podcasts, we've talked about how, you know, having pets make people talk to you more. That's right. If you walk alone, nobody's going to say anything to you. But when you have a dog with you, people may stop and talk to you and maybe even want to pet your dog. Yeah. That gives you another way to have human connection. Exactly. Oh, there's one other thing I wanted to share, Christiana. You need to stay on top of your hearing. Mm -hmm. So like hearing problems can also lead to loneliness. So a University of British Columbia study found that a 10 decibel decrease in hearing 
led to a 53% higher risk of social isolation. So don't be shy about bringing up your hearing issues with your doctor. Like I was telling my mom, I was telling her when I was doing research for this and she's like, loneliness, so depressing. And I was like, listen, you need to know about the risks of being lonely. And then I said, also, you know, people who have trouble hearing, can become, you know, socially isolated, and then they can become depressed and lonely, and then they'll die. So you need to (laughs) to let me know when you don't hear me anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you need to listen. You need to stay on top of your hearing. Yeah, that, that can be embarrassing. And I think it's good to mention here that in America, they've actually given the, the the go ahead where you can actually buy hearing aids without, you know, prescription now. And I oh, think wow. them on Amazon and so forth, because there are lots of people that are hard of hearing mm-hmm. because of the enormity of the cost. They don't want to go get one or they can't afford it. So you can find something on Amazon that will help you hear because it's frustrating when people can't communicate with you. It's embarrassing for the individual. So I I can see how people can start isolating. Yeah. But also, people may not even know they are hard of hearing. But if people are starting to say, you know, I was talking to you and so forth, just please get properly assessed. Go to your doctor and get proper assessment. And don't go to Amazon like Christiana says. <laughs> no, get properly assessed first. Yes. I don't have insurance. And you can't afford that 3000 or 3500 for hearing aids. Go to Amazon and get it. <laughs> will help you hear better. There you go. <laughs> and definitely don't forget to reach out. Because once another thing that actually impacts seniors greatly is the loss of the their, their driving ability or losing their licenses that is a killer it's like taking away cutting somebody off at the at the knee so Mm -hmm. really painful it's something that families dread even physicians dread taking away people's licenses especially in the case of dementia but when someone who was always out there when they lose their license or you you have a loved one or friend and you see that they've withdrawn, reach out to them and you know try to help them, encourage them. You know, there's Uber these days, you know, there are so many ways you can get out or have friends or have family drive you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you know, take take the public take we have pretty good public transport system here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we do. I mean, and if you're in a place where you don't have pro- adequate pro- public transportation, you know, ask someone to drive you, pay someone to drive you. I'm sure you'll find someone that will be willing to help you. There are also, I don't know, there are special trips that seniors can take, you know. Yeah. Again, I know that the pandemic has changed a lot of things. And there are also some discounts. I mean, there's always seniors discounts in, in mm. any type of transportation apart from they want taxis or Ubers or something. I don't know if they have that. So do do try to get, you know, rides when necessary so you can go to the malls, you can go to your doctor's appointments and also community centers. Some community centers prior to COVID also had tra- transportation that is discounted, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. So those are ways that you can keep, you know, active and involved. Keep connected. Yes. 
I mean, watching our loved ones struggle with loneliness is really hard. And luckily, there's so much that we can do to help, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing that we need to do is check in with our loved ones as much as possible, but not just check in, like really make a meaningful connection, right? Don't just ask if they've eaten greens today or gotten exercise, but really see how they're doing and see how they've spent their day. And also, we need to be very attentive to our seniors or, you know, loved ones again or friends. Try to read between the lines. Just talking to somebody, how are you, auntie, over the phone? I'm fine. You yeah. Know, are they really fine? You're fine. What have you done? What are you doing? Like the same kind of questions that we discussed earlier that, you know, you can ask leading questions to find out how someone is really, truly doing And also, if you can, if you are within the area, you know, do pay attention. But if there's distance between you guys, then, you know, employ the use of social media. Make sure you talk to somebody. Zoom, like seeing somebody and just talking to somebody are two different things. Oh, yeah, for sure. You can fake your words, but (laughs) somebody actually looks at you like somebody that knows you well. You know, being a stranger, just looking at someone, you may not know they are lonely, but somebody who knows them well, you'll be able to see something that sort of get to you that that person is not doing so great. Yeah, for sure. And another thing is like, it's so funny because, you know, sometimes we're just so focused on getting things done. So if you were out shopping with an older relative and, you know, they need to get things, we might sort of rush around the store or even say, oh, what's your list? Let me just get them for you. When in fact, you know, that time that they're spending with us at the store is probably something that they're really looking forward to, right? So let's not rush around the grocery store, the store and pick up everything they need. You know, let's not rush that time together. Walk slowly because they probably need to walk a little bit more slowly and and enjoy your time together, right? Christiane, I've really enjoyed our little chat on loneliness as funny as it sounds I just think it's so important that you know we're talking about it and that we're sharing ways that you know we can help people in this in their loneliness yes it's always important because raising awareness on these things like you know there are certain things about that people may not even think about Like I was saying that some of the loneliness symptoms are very similar to things like anxiety or depression, you know, when people start to withdraw, when people start to not be attentive to how they look, all those type of things. Those are things that can, you know, they are sort of interwoven between different types of health or mental health issues. It's very important that when you have a loved one, especially a seasoned loved one, that you enjoy your time with them, you know, just save our time together, you know, mm-hmm. visit, you know, encourage them even just by calling and, you know, you know, take them out. And like Sherry said, don't rush, you know, maybe they haven't been out in a week. Yeah. They just want to have that time just to look at things. They want to smell the roses and just, you know, look at that. If you are clothing shopping, they want to look at that dress for a million times, even though they know they don't want it. <laughs> Let them take the lead, not you. 
So, yeah. to, so if you want to go out and help someone, especially seniors, let them take the lead and do what they want and just enjoy their time because hey, they may not be able to get out again for a few days to that store or something. They might be able to walk around in the neighborhood. And mm-hmm. so it's also important. This is something I'm guilty of. I I know one neighbor. I know two neighbors on my right side. My left side, I don't know that neighbor. People, it has, they've changed quite a bit, right? People keep coming and going from that home. So I can, you know, say, I don't know the other neighbors, but it's so important that you know, especially if you have older neighbors, you know, be attentive to them. Yeah, for sure. How are you doing? You know, can I get you something? Because some of them, their families are not nearby. So let's all try to be our brothers and sisters keepers. And so on that note, I just want to say I'm Christiana Eggy. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because... You're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.